0: This is the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Luther Ott with Barrel Hub. What's up, man?
1: Just happy to be here. Made the drive down. Glad to be out of the heat. Where'd you come from, DFW? From Dallas,
0: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are, you in, are you on the Dallas side or the, the Fort Worth side? Dallas. Okay. Yeah. We're not on the cool side. You're not on the cool side. Yeah. I love Fort Worth, man. I, I, I've i spent a little bit of time in Dallas, surprisingly, but it's actually the place I've probably spent the least amount of time, I think, having lived in Texas the majority of my life. But I've spent a lot of time in Fort Worth, and it's, it's a nice place, man.
1: Yeah. If we had it to do over again um, and could have, I think mm-hmm. we would have ended up in Fort worth. It's just a little, I mean, I come from Jackson, Mississippi, so you come to Dallas and there's a Ferrari and a uh, range Rover in every, you know, at every restaurant, it's just a little bit shock and awe.
0: Jackson, Mississippi. I can't wait to have any of your backstory. So really quickly, let's start off with, uh, for those who are listening, what is, what is Barrel Hub? What do you guys do? So Barrel Hub is a
1: software that, um, my partner and i had built um that uh basically brings transparency uh to the uh producers and operators in texas and it's it's you it's you can do it because the legislature in texas has mandated that the transactions are public and that uh so that they don't miss out on their taxes and so <clears throat> it's it is uh not uncomplicated to gather all of the intel and it is uh, what kind of intel are we talking about specifically so we i i uh, with barrel hub you i can show you every lease through oil or gas every lease in texas about 45 days after uh, the beginning of the month i can show you for every lease um the volume the gravity the lease name Uh, anything you would ever want to know about it and which a lot of people would say they can do that. But I can also show you um, the purchaser and the producer and the price paid. Bingo. That's the, that's the big thing right there. Right. So it's, it's essentially, I mean, there are a lot of uses for it and, and we're finding out all the time from, uh, from clients that, uses that we didn't think of but mm-hmm. um it's it's essentially what we're, what was built for was to bring transparency because the producers you know what are you getting for your oil well what they're
0: paying me it's interesting so it's like I, I think back to when we were in the operating game right we're up in outside of tulsa and i don't remember who we worked with maybe it was like energy transfer or somebody or enterprise pro i don't remember exactly who it was um, somebody with an E and they're in the midstream. Um, but you really, you, you don't have any transparency historically into like, how much should I actually be getting paid for this? What is the actual market rate? Am I getting what Joe Bob next door with his wealth exactly. is getting? Exactly. Know? And you think about like real estate, you know, I don't go buy a house without running comps. I don't sell my house without like running comps and knowing exactly what the market rate is yet that same level of transparency is not really here and right. kind of upstream. Yes. So
1: I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I mean, the analog I usually bring up to explain to people is you would never buy a house mm-hmm. uh, without checking comps, but there's no system in place to check comps. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, you know, it's probably because the bigger dollars are in, in the sort of, modern age have been spent on midstream companies and who benefits from the spread. Mm-hmm. It's not the operator. Right. And so, um, uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't there. And, you know, when we started part of my mental calculus for doing this is, you know, so I'm a, I'm a, I've run hedge funds, private equity funds, done consulting. I'm late to the energy in my life, energy game in my life. But, you know, one of the axioms is, you know, people, it would have been cool to be around in the gold rush, but not really if you were gold mining. What would have been cool is if you were, if you were selling picks and shovels, Mm -hmm. because that guy always made money. Always. And I looked in the, as I got into, we have a consulting practice as well, where we represent about 130 operators and move maybe 5 million barrels a month uh, on behalf in an agency basis. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was watching this happen and, and, and I just couldn't believe the spread, the Delta between the high and the low in the County. I mean, it's generally around $10, which didn't make any sense for such a mature business. Yeah. So I the started looking spread. for this and it wasn't there. Oh. And so I was like, ah, picks and shovels. Nobody's done this, you know? And when I, when I, I think the very first iteration of, uh, like a, uh, an email I sent to try to get somebody's attention about it. I said, you spend years of your life and millions of dollars finding a piece of property, Mm -hmm. having the scientists tell you that there's the probabilities of there being oil down there. And then, you know, millions and millions of dollars digging the hole, setting it all up. And then you get it out of the ground. There's no more tools. You just take what, you just the guy take gave the you. first offer that you get, right? Yeah. And you don't know. I mean, the best way without a tool like this, you're going to be in a situation where the best thing you can do is you can, you got to rely on what Joe mm-hmm. Bob next door is getting paid or what he told you he's getting paid, mm-hmm. but you can't, I mean, how reliable is that? And, and then what, what's his gravity and uh, what are his transportation costs and how good a negotiator is he? so you know this is the it was built again for the operator to at a reasonable price which by the way they pass on through the loe it's not like it's coming out of your pocket to uh be able to compare in the county and you know i'll i'll ask you like in a in a middle in a middling sized county in texas uh you know, Carnes County, what would you say? How many purchasers do you think there are? Six. Closer to 25. Wow. Active in the county. And, and in the biggest counties, there are even more. And, and so that's an example of, you don't have the information. And, and there are plenty of examples I can show you where, uh, you know it's it's informative to look what what we do when we when we uh formulate we you know it's it's hard to gather it all mm-hmm. and then you have to do all this calculation on the back end to get it to sort of speak to each other and then the final sort of pro- part of the cleaning process is to put it in a consumable fashion and uh thank god I'm just smart enough to find people smart smarter than me to be able to do this cuz I couldn't have done it um we sort everything in a County in the same month from highest to lowest, you know, per barrel. And so it's really, you know, the, the knee jerk thing to do is just to go to the top and like, Oh my God, I can't believe I know that guy. He, he's right down the road. How in the hell is he getting that? Well, it's also informative to go to the bottom, which is what we found from the early clients. So the first two clients we got, the first guy is this one of my favorite people, is this old guy down in San Antonio. I love him. And uh, he did it, I think, just because we were buddies and he didn't know what he was doing and or what he was getting into. And But about two weeks after he had it, I didn't even think he could turn on a computer. He calls me and says, hey, do you have a testimonial site on the website? And I said, I don't know. Do I need one? And he goes, you do, because I'll never be without this as long as you have it. And I said, why? And he goes, cause I just made $50,000 with one phone call. Wow. I said, how'd you do that? He said, well, I, I didn't know that this other, there was a better purchaser. He, he's big in this County. And he said, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was another purchaser in the County. And after looking at it, I just called my guy who I was selling to and said, uh, you need price you, match you need, <laughs> or yeah, beat it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't care which guy I'm selling yeah. to. Uh, and so one phone call and he got away. And then the second guy called and uh, maybe a month after having it and said, uh, are you all set up to like take a, an override or anything? I said, I, no, we haven't, even, haven't ever considered it. Why? And he said, because we have been poking around on the bottom of the county. Mm-hmm. And we just picked up five dollars by buying this guy's asset because he doesn't know that there's a ten dollars spread.
0: Ooh, that's a, almost like an and entirely so we just new. Bought his,
1: we bought his production
0: entirely new business model. Like you're not, you're not getting all the, and juice from the. juice from the squeeze. Go in and acquire. Use a tool like that. Get paid what you should get paid. Right. Wow. Exactly. And so.
1: Um. Well, you know, I'm sure there will be plenty of. Maybe
0: we just shouldn't tell anybody about this. Just <laughs> you and
1: I just go out and just yeah. sort of
0: big EMP. Huh? <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a thought. It's been brought up before. Yeah. Oh man, I, I love when you when you reached out. You know, I see so many people reach out and you know, they have the different technologies um, and I want to come on the podcast and talk about it and stuff. And this is one of the things that, as soon as you told me what you did, I was like, it was light bulb and say it's obviously a problem. And I'm just so surprised that. Nobody had created anything, uh, like prior to this, it's just kind of like a known thing. Um, but I think it's absolutely, it's, it's simple yet. I, I truly do think it's like game changing, uh, for these companies. So let's talk about, obviously you got Barrel Hub now, grew up in Jackson, Mississippi, worked in hedge funds somewhere along the way. Give me a little bit of your story, Give me a little backstory. So, um, yeah, grew up in, in Mississippi, uh, went to
1: a small school, played sports in college, mm-hmm. um, and and baseball specifically. And uh, actually that's how I ended up with barrel hub because my roommate in college and my roommate for four years and the, the rotation in the pitching staff was um, uh, a guy named Lee Vendig and, and we've been best friends since we were 18 Mm -hmm. and he, he is from Dallas and his dad is a, was a big uh, kind of historic Dallas oil and gas lawyer. Uh, And Lee went to, um to law school and then ended up in the oil business, so we'll circle back to that, but we he and I have never lost touch um I went to grad school at lSU because I was able to i didn't know what else to do I was an idiot, and um th- I was able to go to grad school and work with the baseball team uh which I thought it was cool to be able to stay mm-hmm. around the game i wasn't good enough to keep playing but maybe i was good enough to be around it um and did that for a couple of years and and lived in new orleans but commuted to baton rouge for that um after that moved home and went into like a wealth management um uh, job with solomon smith barney in mississippi wonderful people but i was uh wasn't for me. Mm. I didn't want to sit and make cold calls and try to talk people into giving me their money. I was interested in how it worked. And, um, so, uh, pretty short order. I ended up leaving to start a hedge fund and this, you know, middling student redneck from Mississippi ended up starting one of the first, uh, behavioral finance, statistical arbitrage, hedge funds in New York with, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've done this over and over where I just, I'm, I'm not the smart guy, but I can identify the smart guy. So I had a partner, I found a partner who was a PhD in computational finance from Mm -hmm. Carnegie Mellon. And we built, uh, models that didn't look at the normal metrics Mm -hmm. Uh, price to earnings and things like that. We just looked at how people were going to react to different stimuli in the market. And then we bet on the stimuli or or on the reaction to the stimuli. What year was that? I got probably 2003. Okay. Uh, We did it for a while and um, I'd love to tell you how it ended, but I wrote a, I, I signed a document saying I wouldn't, we we sold some, we <laughs> were able to sell some of the algorithms and, uh, I moved on. The positive, right. positive. Yeah. Outcome? Yeah. yeah okay. Good, good stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I move uh, from there. I basically, my family, uh, has, uh, a, a chicken business and the, that's not where I was expecting this conversation. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, so my grandfather is, uh, uh, a guy that started Sanderson Farms okay, that, sounds that just became Wayne Sanderson Farms. Okay. And the um, my grandfather had passed and the estate was settling. And so I kind of came back to help settle uh, the estate and set up a sort of a work with my dad or set up mm-hmm. a family office, uh, an okay. investment office for the family and did that for, you know one minute longer than I needed to. And then I needed to stop that because it's good to work. Uh, I like to work. I like to work hard, but mm-hmm. I'd rather those relationships be good. Mm-hmm. And it's too hard to do it with, with, you know, it's hard people that family. you're love and you're really yeah. close to. And so we all valued that more than we valued the, the working relationship. Uh, so uh, I got invited from there to join some friends who were going to start a private equity fund uh, did that uh, and you know it was a real estate private equity fund and my job was sort of to institutionalize the process because these guys had a really good idea that nobody had done before but they didn't have any experience with building an investment vehicle and then a company and how to get investors and Mm -hmm. do all of that so that was sort of my role and I did that and we uh went out and were lucky and got funded quickly and unfortunately it was a real estate uh private acquisition company that got funded in the beginning of like the spring of two thousand eight. So about six Impeccable months timing. yeah, awesome. about six months in the the head of the sponsor, the capital sponsor, called me and said i've got you know you're in fund twelve uh, I've got eleven other vehicles trying to find hunt me down to choke me mm-hmm. uh, i can't I, I just don't have time for this right now I need to." Uh, Turn it off, and I said honestly, I was expecting your call three months ago. I, I'm yeah. I'm surprised it took you this long. I get it, you know. He kind of concludes with, "If you ever want to do anything else, call me." Um, and so we're still friends. And uh, so from there, I uh, I had a, an opportunity to move to Dallas. Uh, okay. A friend of mine uh, was running a sort of a mix between a hedge fund and a private equity fund. It was a fund of hedge funds that also had a private equity component. And uh, he had been in the right place at the right time. It was a really smart guy. And um, we came over to be his partner and we grew that business really successfully for about 10 or 11 years. And um, at some point, those businesses kind of plateau and when it plateaued, I, I can, you know, I can create it or I can kill it, but I can't babysit. I
0: just Mm -hmm. don't have
1: the personality to do that. And we were at that level where it was just kind of come in and make sure the trains were running on time and my feet fall asleep. I couldn't, I was no good at that. (laughs) So, um, I, I'm still involved and really close with those Mm -hmm. people, but, um, but not, not doing that anymore. So I started taking some consulting gigs because I was. I realized, you know, kind of late in my 40s, I guess that a lot of what I was I'm I'm okay doing. People find really distasteful, like (laughs) not the starting so much because it's always really exciting, but the dirty part of going in and being. The bad guy or the hard Mm -hmm. guy and, um, I have some screw missing and I tend to say what other people are thinking. And, uh, and so I was brought in a few times to, and that was really cool because, I mean, I didn't make a lot of friends with the other side, but I did learn a lot. I mean, I got to do some stuff with NASA and jet propulsion labs and AI like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, again, startling this redneck sort of from Mississippi is in the at, in the jet propulsions lab as kind of the arbiter of which way they're gonna go with something. You know, the world is comical, uh, like that. And then um from there I kind of morphed into I'm on a few boards, I own a uh stakes in a few companies with a couple of different friends. Um and then so I've got four kids and my third daughter went off to college and my son is in boarding school. So, uh, about a year ago we look up and it's just the two of us. And I mean, my wife is the best thing, but she doesn't want me in the house all day (laughs) and certainly not sitting there just trading on my own and going to board meetings sometimes. So, um, I was having lunch with actually playing golf with Lee and, uh, He's like, come sit with me. And he's involved in this. He has uh, his consulting practice where he represents the operators and then, which he'd been doing for like 15 years. And those guys love him. And, and then he's a consulting firm called, it's called LDV, uh, oil and gas consulting in Dallas. And, um, and then he is also was also a part of a, a green hydrogen company okay. that was one he was one of the founders of, and so I go and start officing with them, not thinking anything's going to happen, but just the way my brain works, I'm I'm hearing and I'm seeing, and I don't can't do the things that they're doing, but I can see where they're messing up, you know, where they're not doing things or or you know, oops, yeah. didn't you mean to grab that on your way out, and. Um, so, we uh, eventually I start trying to fix a few things for Lee, which turns into now I'm a partner in LDV, uh, and then uh, mostly kind of on business optimization stuff. Right, mm-hmm. I, c- I can't do what he does. I just it'd take me forever to catch up. Uh, but in the and then and then I'm now on the board and of the hydrogen company as well. But in the process of getting involved in LDB, I noticed that he's doing a lot of this stuff sort of longhand and that's why he has an advantage as a consultant. And the more I saw it, I was like, why, why hasn't someone done this? And he said, well, it's really time consuming just for his clients. Mm -hmm. And so You know, I'm just dumb enough to realize that, but I can stick to it. I can't, I I can't program, you know, to build the thing that we've built, Mm -hmm. but I can stick to it. You know, kind of go back to the hedge fund with this dad arb stuff. I'm not supposed to be able to understand that, but I'm stubborn. And so I'll, I like to grind on things. So I found this CTO who was a kid out of Texas tech, who is you know, twice as smart and good looking as I am and, <laughs> and also really young and energetic and uh, has great ideas. And together we just grounded out and
0: um, built this thing. And now we're just trying to So was the idea get the all, word out. was the idea originally just to kind of build a tool for your own use internally to kind of be able to like help the clients or was it always like, no, I think we commercialize this. Well, you'd have Lee might give you a different answer, but uh,
1: my idea was that I can't. I just couldn't believe that it didn't exist. Yeah, and uh, it was worth spending some time and money trying to figure out if it's doable. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's daunting. I mean, I, I was I was telling you earlier I had to write this down so I would remember. But on any given month, there's um. We have sixty thousand we have details on sixty thousand. Uh, so it's June 20th. twentieth. Yep. I've got six I've got data on sixty thousand leases already for May, and there are uh thirteen million two hundred thousand uh cells of data and that are calculated to mm-hmm. th- it's just when you see the output in the consumable way. Yep. There's like fifteen million calculations, give or take, that have to happen every month behind the mm-hmm. scenes for you to be able to see that. And wow. uh, you know, part of my hesitation when we talked before about doing this, I know I need to get the word out. I've never had a commercial business where I had to be the sales guy before or try to get the word out for something like this, where I had a product, like a SaaS product. But my, one of my hesitations was I was worried about somebody coming in and trying to catch us. But the more I worried about that, the more people kept telling me, look, if it was easy, somebody would have done this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they can try and catch us, but we're ahead. And
0: uh, I think luckily, luckily for you, uh, I think it sells itself. As soon as you described it to me, I said, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> – yeah. That's that's an obvious, like huge value proposition to to anybody. Yeah. And we made it, it you know, purposefully. It's a subscription
1: model. Mm-hmm. So um I'm not holding anybody hostage. It's a six month commitment. It's a thousand dollars a month. I mean, it's okay. not the 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 whole thing is like, how do I make it easy to say yes? Because again, if I if somebody's taking advantage of me, what I'm told most frequently is you're way underpricing this. Like something like this should be. That was my initial gut reaction. Yeah. Four times what it's cost. But I'm not trying to set the world on fire with it. I think it's, I think that any operator that will take that or producer that will sit down with an open mind and that there's a possibility that there's a way to view the world in a way that he hasn't seen before. Yeah, I just don't see how you can look at it and not go, I didn't know you could do this. This is different. You know, I
0: want all the information. Have you, have you given more thought to the, the override kind of conversation? Cause <laughs> I could see, I <laughs> yeah. mean, a thousand dollars a month. I mean, that's, that's, I, I feel like that's like super cheap, right? For the value that you're providing to, to these clients. But yeah, I mean, you could build up a nice little, you know, por, t- portfolio of, of overrides. If particularly if you're just capturing the upside that you're providing with a tool Well, look, if people want to approach
1: me, I'm, I'm open for business, Uh,
0: but you know,
1: I I don't know how, I don't know enough being new to the oil and gas game to really, uh, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with negotiating deals, Mm. but I would be, uh, you know, outmatched on the way in, uh, in this, because I just don't know what I don't know, uh, about how to do it, how to, how to, how to do that and what's a fair deal. And, And what's not, but I mean, I would certainly be open to it because this is not a, we're not, we're self-funded. We're not bad. I don't owe anybody anything. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to answer to anybody else. So if there's a better way to, you know, to do it, I mean, we have been approached recently by a purchaser who, you know, the midstream guys and the purchasers aren't the biggest fans
0: of this. Did they threaten to take out your kneecaps?
1: Well, it's coming. I mean, the very <laughs> first guy we ever told you know we go with a horse head
0: in your bed <laughs> was one of our
1: first clients, and he said we were down at Nape, and he said uh, we were at dinner, and I just opened my computer and showed him what it what it was, and he said, "Well, I hope the dog can sleep inside." And I said, "What are you talking about?" What does well, that mean? That's somebody's going to come get that dog. <laughs> somebody's going to come kill your dog over this. Yeah, uh, they're going to be they're going to be mad and. Um, but you know, look, I'm kind of a student of business and, and kind of writ large, whatever it is, and this is what happens, you know, you, you, it's just an, it's, it's just sort of a blocking and tackling innovation. And it was going to happen sooner or later, uh, and margins get compressed and the winners win and the guys who are going to be the maddest or the guys who are buying, from that guy at the bottom. Yeah. You know, and they wonder why they can't ever.
0: It's, I mean, it's come. You've seen it. You've seen the, um, let's use, and various is, is a, great example. You know, starting off as, as drilling info and, and, and taking public data that you can go and find on the commission mm-hmm. website or the OCC website. Mm-hmm. Right. But taking it and putting it into a way where it's easily consumed and you're combining all the different states and then adding more and more and more and more intel for the end users. And now they're a $7 billion company. Yeah. You know, they are the behemoth. It's, you, you can't be an oil and gas company and not subscribe to, it's either in Veris or, or well database, but you need, you need that right. data one way or another. And I, I just don't say this often, but I think that barrel hub also fits that. It's like, it's going to be absolutely essential to make sure you're getting paid what you need to be paid. Right. It's a very simple concept, but like you yeah. said, very hard in execution to, actually pull off but i see it as being just extremely valuable
1: yeah i mean look i would i would i have nothing but respect for those for for risk specifically and um to have in no way am i do i want to uh consider a, a barrel hub competition right with those guys it would be a fool's errand to do that um But I think it's, um, you know, an accretive bolt on, uh, type of tool that is, um, it's, I mean, it's not the same thing. It's just, and,
0: and it's totally separate. And and they don't,
1: they don't do that. And it's, and it's, uh, and you know, you know, when we go back to the pricing proposition, the, the, one of the reasons that I did, the price we settled on the price was, you know, if I came out and was charging ten thousand dollars a month and was setting the world on fire, and it there was a, a waiting list to get in, uh, yeah, there'd be five people out there trying to recreate it to catch me. Mm-hmm. But at thousand dollars a month, I mean, you'd have a hard time convincing your capital commitments committee to go spend a million dollars on engineers to compete with me because mm-hmm. you could just
0: get it from me so that leads me to my next great question would be so like what are the what are the ambitions like what do you what do you want barrel hub to be is to say i mean now you you've had a successful career i feel like a multiple times over so does this become more of a um you know a lifestyle business in a way yeah. or is it do you, do you continue to to grow this into you know, mid-sized company, large company. I don't know. Where, where's your head at? Well,
1: remember when I said I'm good at building it or killing it? Yeah, but not the babysitting part. I'm a little lost on that, if yeah. I'm being honest. Um, we're we're batting around ideas like, do we hire uh, a sales guy? You know, I mean, you you kind of with the the downside of the product is largely me because I don't know how to put it in a form to make it easy to for everybody to know about i don't Mm -hmm. know anything about getting it out to the mass the masses right and i don't come from the the uh i don't have a a background where i have a rolodex full of all the operators uh Mm -hmm. and and um so what we do from here where, you know, do we hire a salesperson? How do we get the word out? Uh, right now, the way it's done is because I don't know how to tell Taylor to build a, de- to build a, um, a tool to make it really easy to understand what it is without doing a demo. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my immediate goals are to, get more ability to give demos. I love doing that because Mm -hmm. I love, I mean, I've been in a lot of different businesses and been inside of a lot of different businesses, but this is the first one where, I mean, I honestly feel like I'm doing you a favor when we're Mm -hmm. watching, when you're doing the demo, because I don't do one. Well, so there's two demos that happen. One is if, if I get on the phone with the marketing guy from the, from the operator, Mm-hmm. he says, wow, this is great. Uh, let me call you back. And then he burns my phone number and somehow blocks Barrel Hub. Because from the, maybe he didn't well, get
0: the best purchasing agreement
1: and now his job's in well, the line. Well, he couldn't. I mean, the thing is, and I try to say to him before they hang up on me that, you can, you know, without the tool, you couldn't. You, I'm sure you did You did everything. You could. And you mm-hmm. you know so much more about this than I do. And 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 I'm not trying to compete with that. This is just like another tool. And yeah, it might not look great that when you go to you know your count, your county with the most volume, you're you know hundred down the line, and you're not where you've kind of made it sound like you were getting everything you could get. But you know, long term, you're much better off having the tool and being able to get the best price you can get and you know i'm only trying to make you look better not worse Mm -hmm. uh and uh but then we get the the boss on the guy who owns the economics and if you're the cfo or the ceo and you see it i mean that meeting only goes one way the guy starts the call and as i'm pulling it up he says well i appreciate the uh bill you show me this and this is i've heard great things but i mean we're really good at this part i mean i'm sure we're Getting top dollar and I said, okay yeah well are, I you, are know, you able are you able to pull up exactly what
0: 100% I yeah. can do it
1: right now I can yeah. show you what any you tell me any operator any lease I can tell you what the volume was from any month what the gravity was who they sold it to I got the lat longs I've got a map so you can calculate the deducts I can tell you whether it was trucked or piped um and th- and those are just the things that I put we put in the html Mm -hmm. Uh, on the website, you know, with the, uh, you have to choose, you know, select the things because there's limited real estate in the, in the HTML version. So another thing that we've done is, um, people are, especially old schoolers are used to just working all this through Excel. And we kept having people say, well, can I, can we get it in Excel? And... We wanted to accommodate them, but also I have a lot of money in the, the IP here and Mm -hmm. and I don't want to just give it away so that it can be shared all over creation. So I was hesitant to do it. Eventually um, we found a third party solution where there's a data room that we've created. So from the, um, from the website, once you're signed in and you're in your dashboard, you can choose to view it in the HTML, which mm-hmm. is really slick and fast, or you can well, you know you can go by county, you can select by any of those. <coughs> bless you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you can select by any of those variables or uh, you can g- choose to go to the data room. If mm-hmm. you go to the data room, you can uh, download a local copy of any month in Excel. Mm. Now, I did it that way because it's watermarked and you can't ex you can't uh copy and paste and you can't print it. Mm. So I'm as protected as I can be while still trying to provide the best
0: so service. But you what? can do a month at a time like that. So two questions. Uh first question would be so you said you're you're in Texas exclusively right now, right? Mhm. Okay. So any plans to move to the other states? Yeah, if if I had um
1: a sales engine in place, mm-hmm. that, so that I such that I didn't have to worry about that part. Um, I would, I really like the puzzle building piece of this, and I would love to go investigate and try to figure out how to do it in other states. Uh, you know, I, it would be
0: like it's your obligation now.
1: We'd okay. start here and work out right. I'd like to do New Mexico, Oklahoma,
0: and then Louisiana. You got to get those Infinity Stones, man. You got Texas. Yeah. You got you to put the other ones in. You get <laughs> Oklahoma. Get Louisiana. Yeah. Colorado. Well, you know, it's, you
1: know Texas is different because of the um, yeah. and and it and it's not um, red. I mean, even if I told when I say it's it's different, it's out there, or I wouldn't have barrel hub. But it's not. It's out there because it has to be out there. But it's not out there in a way that they are encouraging you to find it. As a matter of fact, I could tell you where, I mean, there's one really obscure thing, like the pricing part. And you have to know 50 things before it means anything. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you where to look for it, and it'd take you a week to find it. It's just, it's not meant to be found. It's there because it has to be, because the legislature said it had to be. But it's very obscure. Um, Now, it's not obvious In a preliminary check, if in New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Louisiana, Mm -hmm. if it's possible. Um, That doesn't mean it's not doable. Um, I just haven't been able to dig into it yet.
0: So what if somebody, what if somebody, a lot of, um, a lot of oil and gas companies use one of two things, right? So they are either subscribers to Tipco Spotfire visualization or like a Microsoft Power BI, Mm -hmm. right? Do you allow the users to be able to like take in the data and like put it into their own visualization like as long as they're a subscriber or do you uh, as has not that come allows? up
1: if um it would not be with the standard i wouldn't i wouldn't think it would be with the standard licensure that would be a a separately negotiated deal if, okay. if you came in and were a, a big company and you wanted to, to do that we would i would be happy to have a discussion about um, a separate licensing agreement or even a white label agreement. If, if there's somebody out there with a, um, a software suite that this would work for mm-hmm. uh, who are, who has the sales part figured out. I mean, I don't, I really, I mean, the exciting part of doing this to me is I've done it mm-hmm. is, is getting it here. It's like a kid, you know, I mean, I'm really proud of it. It's cause I didn't know that I could do this. Um, I say, I, we could do it. Is it, was a, as a team, but, um, but I'm open to, do we, to, to, uh, to whatever. And if somebody, if there's a, if there's a way to use it that I haven't thought of, which almost certainly there is, because I mean, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. I don't know anything about oil and gas, uh, before a couple of years ago, other than sort of your, yeah. you know, certainly nothing more than your, uh, an average sort of 25 year investor guy might know you know, m- might pick up, but the nuance, uh, what I don't, I don't profess to be an expert.
0: I love that, man. So where can people go to, to find out more? Is it, is it your website, barrelhub.com or? Well, I wish so. Wish. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, as there's, there's a, 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 guy
1: that is, I'm trying to make my friend up in, uh, Maine of all places who refurbishes, uh, barrels. Maybe actually this is a good thing. Uh, A company called River Drive. He owns a company that uh, refurbishes oak uh, Mm -hmm. barrels uh, for spirits Mm -hmm. and wine. And he bought all these URLs for redirecting, which I didn't even know was a thing. Mm -hmm. And I found it and have called him and tried to offer him, uh, you know, good human points for letting me have BarrelHub.com because he's not using it. But we have – it's barrelhub.co barrelhub.co yeah okay. um so the consulting site is ldvconsulting.com but barrelhub.co is the and then if you go to barrelhub.co um and you know you don't want to call and you want to see what it it is there's a little video at the top that kind of explains what's going on and and then if you scroll down the page you'll see a snapshot with some redacted information about Mm -hmm. the gas, how the gas works, and then how the crude works. And, you know, we haven't talked about the gas because, you know, I know even less about the gas and as to how to talk about it. uh, I mean, I kind of can tell you if you're a producer, how I would show you how to make money with it, right? Mm -hmm. What we do in the consulting uh, uh, room. But with the gas, it is, there's so much more, Information. I mean, when I pulled down, when we pulled down the data, it doesn't say crude and gravity. It says, you know, uh, condensate, uh, residual gas, lease use. Uh, I mean, there's like six categories. And so it's a whole other animal. Mm-hmm. Um, but people ask for it. We actually just, we did the crude and then they asked for the gas mm. and it, this It was the same function to do it. And so I did it, but I'm not sure uh, exactly how it's how it's going to be used. But, yeah, barrelhub.co, and uh, you can get a lot of information from there. Uh, or, um, you know, shoot me
0: an email. I'd love to talk about it. Awesome, man. And we're about to have you recorded in on DW Insight. So if you're a subscriber... Your company is a subscriber to DW Insight. You can go in there and see the demo uh, of Barrel Hub, find out more information about them. This podcast will obviously be on there as well. So Luther Man, thanks for making the thanks for making the trip down, man. This has been great. I uh, I see a very fruitful future for you guys. This is something that that sells itself. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Guys, if you like the episode, take two seconds, send it to your friends, leave us a rating review, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.